Welcome to the Rediscover Italy podcast, a place for you to relive, revisit, and rediscover your love of Italy. My name is Cassandra Santoro. And I'm Laura Thayer, and we're your hosts for this podcast that takes our shared love of Italy in all its many forms and brings it to you. On this episode, we're excited to introduce you to Chiara Di Paola, an Italian originally from the region of Le Marche, now living in New York City. She is a content creator, blogger, licensed tour guide, media and press of New York, and if that was not enough, she's also the owner and operator of New York City-based travel company, New York City for All. Chiara is known to not only bring her clients off the beaten path of New York, but also keep social media followers up to date with the newest exhibits, sites, and happening throughout the city. And with Chiara's brand, Chiari Lady Boss, her mission is to bring joy and color to everyone's life, sharing fun, style, and New York City gems. Chiara and her work have been featured in Rye, TMZ, Daily Mail, and more. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. As I said, we're so excited. Um, we both admire your work and love your connection to New York City and Italy. And we think our audience will really appreciate your story and everything you do. So for starters, um, we do have to ask because it's the opposite of what I did and some of us do. We left New York City to go to Italy, but you left Italy to go to New York. So if you can, just tell us what drew you to the Big Apple and why you chose to work in media and tourism and travel. Ciao Cassandra, ciao Laura. Uh, first of all, thank you so, so much for letting me be with you today. It's a real pleasure and um, I love the bridge that you are creating between United States, New York City and Italy, especially uh, Le Marche for today. Mm. Um, and also thank you so much for the amazing job you're doing in my country because, <laughs> you know, Italy is a gem. So there's so much to discover and mm. you're doing um, definitely an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, getting back to your question. I, I have been a fan of the United States since I was born, probably. Uh, I jumped on my first plane to America when I was 18 months, and I didn't even know this would be the land of the dream and the land where I would spend my adult life, because I feel New York City is my home right now. So I have two homes. I have Ancona and I have New York. I've always wanted to experience life and work in the United States, but initially my dream was to move to California. So, Interesting. Yes. So I, <laughs> I, I had that dream, not just because of the movies that I watched, but because I, I took a trip in 2008 with a bunch of Americans that I met at the time that I was living in Leeds, UK. Um, I was obsessed by Americans when I was a teenager, so <laughs> I remember I was in Leeds and I met this girl from LA, her name is Vanessa, and she was like, I'm from LA, this was September 2007, and I told her, you know I'll be in LA next summer to visit you, she's like, oh, sure, whatever, but since I keep my promises, the next summer, summer 2008, I actually went to California. And it was an outstanding experience. I took a two months off and I traveled um, not just California. We took a road trip to um, Vegas and the canyon. And then I went to visit my family in Canada. I have my 
my dad's sister that lives in Windsor. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah, so she's now a Canadian, Italian Canadian. And yeah, so that was the, I think that was the beginning of the real love and real passion for the United States. But life is so unpredictable and mm-hmm. gifted me with New York City in 2012. So mm-hmm. I didn't move to California. I moved to New York City because my ex uh, love, <laughs> let's call him love. Amore. It was always amore. <laughs> my ex amore <laughs> had a new job and he got relocated to New York City. But when he accepted the job, I I felt like I didn't want to move to the city. So I moved to Amsterdam. And we started a long-distance relationship that became a nightmare at some point. So after a year, I decided to move. But honestly, I didn't want to move to New York City. Wow. This is because I'm sorry. This yeah. is like a surprise for also for me. It's a surprise, yeah. It's rare because usually people, when they visit New York City, they fall in love right away. But it wasn't the case for me. Uh, the first time I came to the city was 2003. I was a teenager. I was with my dad. Unfortunately, we didn't have a good relationship at that time. We do now, and I'm grateful for that. But we were going to my cousin's wedding in Canada, and we took a five days trip to New York City before going to Canada. It was two years after the 9-11. Hmm. Um, so I felt the, the, the sad vibe of the city. And I felt there was, that was not what I wanted to experience. And also, it was not the time of social media. And I was with my dad, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I was like, I don't want to be here now. This is not the city for me. And when I left, I was like, I would never live in New York City. <laughs> Fateful words. <laughs> Always comes back. But it's true because, you know, um, New York City is a place that you, you have to find a way to connect to it. You know, I was born born there. I was born in New York. Um, but it's such a big city, you could feel lonely, even with hundreds and thousands of people all around you. But once you find that connection, then I guess that's where your story changed as well. Absolutely. <laughs> if I knew what I know now at that time, it would have been like um, a life-changing experience. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that's my mission. I want people to experience the city to the max, like the 360 degrees. Because New York City is not just, you know, the tourist places. It's so much more. And it's whatever New Yorkers live on a daily basis. So I want people to immerse themselves in our life, in our daily life, and do what we do. Absolutely. To know what it means to live in New York City, to live in the best city in the world, you know, to live in a place where the world is connected. Culture-wise, with so many different languages, you know, in New York City, more than 800, more than 800 languages are spoken every day, dialects and um, main languages. So that's fascinating to me. That's incredible. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's where our work really aligns because I, I try to do that in Italy and then you do that um, in New York. And it's important because it's not really like about, oh, just avoid Times Square or don't do this. It's about, no, what's going on? And that's what I really love about your work on YouTube, Instagram, even during the pandemic. Um, if you all aren't following her Instagram, you need to right now. And we'll put that in the show notes. But really, even during the pandemic, you were out there. You were showing the life and not to go out there for any other reason to show this is what New Yorkers are going through. This is how they're fighting to get stronger. These are the wonderful things that are still going on. So I know that yeah. you help so many people, even me. I know I, I believe I wrote you in the middle. If I didn't, it was just um, I'm telling you now that, you know, you're always out there finding that way to connect um, for different people. And so Thank anyway, you. I can go on and on. Yeah. But really, I wanted to say that. No, and you did write me, actually. And I want to make a point because a lot of people left mm -hmm. the city because they were scared. And don't get me wrong, I was also mm -hmm. scared. I, but I would never leave a city that I, that I love to death because that was the moment when the city actually needed the people, needed the energy, needed the love, needed the good vibes. So um, I, I stayed and I feel like New York, I'm resilient. New York City is like probably one of the most resilient cities in the world and it will never die. Absolutely. People that said it's dead forever, that was just, you know, temporary. No, no, that's it. That's what we have. When you have a little bit of New York KZ in you, I mean, that's <laughs> it stays with you no matter where you go. And on that, um, I know Laura's going to uh, elaborate a little bit more, but so what inspired you to open up your travel company? Was it you just started learning about all these things and um, you started recording or was it vice versa? You started doing the company, then you started recording the YouTube and, uh, and the social media and all that. Um, I have a passion for travel, tourism and people and connections. And I never knew what I wanted to do until I moved here. When I was little, I was dreaming to be either a flight attendant or because I thought I would travel the world for free or a dancer <laughs> and or a dancer. Um, but that didn't happen for many reasons. Those became my hobbies, basically. But I knew I wanted to do something related to uh, organizing and planning trips and being around people and helping people and serving the community the best way possible. So I had the idea of um, sharing insider tips when I um, visited New York City in 2011 before moving in 2012. And what sparked my interest was um, a couple of friends that came for a honeymoon they're from Ancona and they were here at the time that I was here for a month in 2011. They just said something that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to open my company. I'm going to open my travel company. How do I do that? I don't know. I'm going to learn. I'm going to study about it. I'll do it. And when I first started, I was just um, creating customized paths, customized experience. And it was written and it was a lot of time and it was a lot of energy that I, I, I was putting into it N not for not so much money. So I thought it wasn't worth to um, 
keep going that direction. So then I'm like, okay, maybe I should study and get my um, tour guide license. So that's what I did. But in between, I was a nanny and I was teaching Italian at the Berlitz, the School of English by the Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that my ex was the one pushing me because I was very confused. Should I do this or not? Because what I studied at university, which is communication and marketing, was not exactly what I was trying to do. So I thought I was not capable, but I didn't know until I actually started to do it. And from that moment on, when I opened the company in 2014 and I got, I opened my tax ID, it was just an eventful series of moments and <laughs> happenings and events that led me to where I am right now. And so opening the company in 2014, opening my brand in 2019, getting the press and media credentials, uh, getting registered and verified by USPTO. So my, my company is 100% registered now. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And Congratulations. I think it was one thing leading to the other. So the video part that you were asking before came after. And I actually have to thank my friend Sal. He's from Sicily, Sicilia. He was the one telling me. He was keep he was like stressing me out. He was like, You need to be on camera. You need to start vlogging. You need to do videos. I'm like, I'm shy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and this was like in twenty I think it was twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. So if you go check out my first vlog on YouTube, I was like, that's not me. I hate myself doing that. <laughs> they always say that. They always say, don't go back and watch your first video um, on YouTube. But I might just go do that. No, I'm I just curious. do it because I, I want to see how I can improve. To me, life is improvement every single day. Um, there's never a, an ending point. It's always like a learning experience. So what can I do better? What, what did I do wrong and what did I, am I doing right now? And what can I do better tomorrow? Amazing. Yeah, inspiring. That's so inspirational. Thank you. In whatever you're, you're approaching. And we're, we're taking that approach also with the podcast and how much we're enjoying learning and loving <laughs> everything that we're doing here. So I wanted to ask, uh, because it, it's, it's sort of a personal question, um, one of your mini hats is being a tour guide and the owner of your travel company. And um, it's personal because my husband is a tour guide here in Italy for the region of oh. Campania. <laughs> and so it's something that I, I love. I have a, a, a passion for that as well. Just watching him do what he does and how, how, much, um, how much of himself he puts into it and uh, how much he loves what he does. So I wanted to ask you um, if you could give us some insight about why you think in New York City or, or Italy or really anywhere in the, in the world that it's important for travelers to hire a guide or a local expert? I do believe that to get the full experience and to be able to taste and savor the culture, the locals and the place, the city you visit, you would want to be guided by an expert. An expert could be a tour guide. Most of the cases is, is a tour guide. Uh, and not necessarily a local, because I have a lot of friends that are not are not experts of their city. Absolutely, yeah. That's an excellent point. That just because they weren't actually born there doesn't mean they don't know, or vice versa. 
because yeah, yeah, New York's a big place. Fact, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and I can't cover everything. You know, I I do my right. best, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm I'm building up my team, but there's always something new to discover, and there's always something new to learn. So, and I have friends that have been born and raised in New York City that ask me for tips and places where to go. You know, so to me that it's it's an honor. You know, and that's the reason why I think that people sometimes travelers don't understand the importance of um, connect with an expert and a tour guide. Of course, there are different type of tour guides. Um, mm-hmm. So not all the tour guides are empathic. Not all the tour guides are energetic. Not all the tour guides are passionate. So that's also a good point to make where um, when you pick your tour guide, maybe you want to make sure that it aligns with your your personality or what you actually are trying to mm-hmm. learn about the place you visit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know everything. I I wish, but I don't know everything. So I want people to understand that when I when I share my passion and my knowledge of the city, it might be related to uh, specific topics or specific moments. So if you're looking, for example, if you're looking for like an experience about sports or specific history of the United States, maybe I'm not the right person. I don't want to sell for what I'm not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, that's also why I think it's important to make your own, uh, do the right research and find the right person for you. And that's the advantage, and not to uh, interrupt, but that's the advantage of your company, and I like to say that's also what I do. I, we know what tour, like when somebody writes us, <laughs> they don't know sometimes how to look, but sometimes it's an advantage if they write you directly and they say, yeah, am I good for you? Like, yeah. you know, they don't have to say it like that, but they say, listen, I'm into, I just want to go to the Met and I just want to look history. And you might say, you know what, you're not, maybe I'm going to direct you to another guide or um, another company. Or if they say, listen, I I just want to have a local experience. I want to see, you know, the things I saw on your Instagram. It's, you know, it makes it easier. So don't be shy to write you directly, right? And say, you know, I'm curious about what you do um, if you don't know how to find that guide. So. Yeah. And as I said, I'm building up my team. So I have several tour guides and we're all different. So based on your needs and based on your, on on the things you actually want to learn and see, I can actually guide guide you to the right person. And another reason why it's important to have an expert and a tour guide is because you want to learn about the secrets and unlearn, because you want to learn about the secrets and unknown places. Absolutely. The places that you can only discover if you do some search. Or maybe if you're media. Because when you're media, you get information before other people most of the times. And you get to experience previews. And you get to show the, the audience what that place looks like. And actually, you can give insights and tips and they, that way they're able to decide whether to visit that or not, whether that place is for them or not. Absolutely, because not everything's on Google. 
You know, I, I think exactly. a lot of times we think it is, but um, just because we're so fortunate to have the internet at our hands, but there are a lot of things yeah. that they might just give you teasers and there might be so much more you can learn, right? So, yeah, true. Well, not to switch, um, but we're going to bring you over to Italy because I could talk about New York City with you all day. I'm sure, Laura, I hope that wouldn't bore you if we talked about New York City all day. Not at all. I love it. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to ask about your home and Le Marche because it's a place in Italy um, I've visited once. Uh, I believe it was my 19th region um, out of the 20, and I was so surprised. Um, there were amazing beaches um, I mean, the wine, the Pecorino wine, I mean, I know there's tons of other, but I drank a lot of Pecorino wine, not the cheese, but cheese is good too. Um, you know, the, the food, the charming towns, it, it's almost, um, shocking to me that a lot of people don't know it. Um, so I wanted to ask, you know, what makes this region so special, um, for you? Um, do you think that it's underrated? Do you think that, um, yeah, just tell us anything you want about This is your home. You know more than us. So uh, share what makes it so unique and special. There are so many things I would love to say. First of all, I haven't visited all the, the regions in my country. So <laughs> well, we, you. thank you. We switched, you know, you're, you're doing the exactly. U.S. I'm, I'm no, in, you're the expert. <laughs> um, I think there is an experience for every single person in Le Marque. There's an experience for everyone because the region offers literally everything you can imagine. And when I say everything, I say food, I say beaches, I say mountains to hike, I say hills, I say art, I say theaters, and I say, you know, fashion because, as you know, we're also very famous for the footwear. Oh, right. Right, so we have a lot of outlets. Uh, the Todd's is from Le Marche. We have Fornarina, Cesare Paciotti. There's so many things that people don't know that are coming from Le Marche. And that's why, it's, to me, it's like a hidden gem. When you find hidden gems in New York City, I compare that to my region. And yes, it's underrated. It's been underestimated as a region for a long time. But don't get me wrong, I do like that because that means that it's, it's still not very touristic. Mm, great point. And, it's, it's, and that's why it's also very affordable. Everything you buy is cheap. The experience you have are not expensive, are very, um, how can I say this? There's, there's an experience for any budget, if I could say that way. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we stayed at a, it would have been, in, in Tuscany, probably like a 600 euro a night place, and I was in a room overlooking the vineyards, the owners were serving us wine, an amazing infinity pool, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, even for myself and our clients, we, you know, we, we inspire our clients to go there, but sometimes it's tough, as you know, seven days in Italy to see everything, and What's great about it, though, is it's close to Abruzzo, 
So now people are starting to say, you know what, if I'm going to go to Abruzzo, I'm going to stop over. So Piano Piano, they'll, they'll start to explore. That's what we're finding with our travelers, at least. But um, OK, so I always say it wrong. But uh, Laura, have you ever tried the Olive alla Oscoliana? Olive alla Oscoliana, which is one of my favorite things to eat. Laura, have you tried? No, I've not had it. I've seen it. No, I've seen it. This is one of those mythic things on Instagram <laughs> that I see. There's actually... <laughs> Marchigiano restaurant in, New York, in Brooklyn, and they make la scolana. Yeah, yeah, the one that I that we were supposed to see each other at. Yeah, we did you Remember? not go that night? That was right before COVID. No, I was busy with another okay. event. Oh my yeah. gosh, and I I was going to ask you if uh, later on, so I'm glad you brought it up now but um so i interrupted chiara but it's cremini's so i'm just repeating it because i interrupted you i'm sorry because i got excited no it's okay but yeah so food and you also mentioned wine i i want to bring up i want to bring up verdicchio, oh, uh, verdicchio. i don't know if you've ever tried yes i love it there are two main verdicchios i really like the one from matelica oh. and something i also want to mention which is something I really, really love and miss are agriturismo, mm. which are those, um, I don't know if, I don't think there's a, like a specific translation in English. You, you could say probably holiday farm. Yeah. It's tricky. Cause it's like mm -hmm. farmhouse, but I know you guys have different names if it doesn't have an animal yeah. on it. And there's like a little bit of a, <laughs> that I'm learning yeah. too. So I guess it would be farmhouse, but it doesn't always have to have animals on the right yeah. i know this is very particular this is like tour guide but i mean a travel yeah. planner behind me um with the specifics but yeah i guess farmhouse right laura would be the translation we use mm -hmm. yeah but i wanted to mention it because not all the regions have agriturismo in in italy and that's like a full experience that includes all the senses you know the smell the taste um and you have to go to an agriturismo when you visit Le Marche. Also, something else really, really important to do in my region is visiting uh, Borgo Medievale. Oh, right. Okay, good. Um, so the medieval villages. And we have so many. Just to name some, Ofagna, Cingoli, Corinaldo, uh, Gradara. Gradara also have a beautiful castle. Uh, Grotta Mare. This is something you shouldn't miss if you visit Le Marche. Wonderful. I'm making a list. <laughs> yeah, I was, Laura, there's a, um, I, again, another t uh, town, oh, I'm sorry, my I, my pronunciation, where Giacomo Leopard, Laura, you need to go. Okay, it's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I was, even the, to go in, I believe it's his home, you get, or his, or his former workspace, you get to work, to walk through yeah. this poet's, um, lo, you know, former home, and there was no people there. We were the only ones visiting. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Amazing. And it's uh, like a jump to the past. Yeah. And there's a lot of history in, in, in Le Marche. You can also go to Grotta di Frassassi, the caves, beautiful caves. You can go check out the paper museum in Fabriano. That's the top of my list. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's literally everything to do. And I'm not joking. I'm not trying to push <laughs> Le Marche. But there are so many things, as you said, there are so many things that uh, people are not aware of. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that's why we're so excited to have you on to to talk to to share about some of these things because it's such a well, that's something I'm never cease to be amazed about with Italy is how much there is to see in every region and how how different they are from um, just within a region how much you can see it's in, it's incredible I just yeah. I, I want to encourage people to spend more time within regions just really digging in and getting to know the place and the people and the food and the history because it's so rich yeah and something else we should not forget our dialects like if you move from Ancona to Macerata to Pesaro, we all speak different dialects. Hmm. Like I don't know my own dialect, meaning I don't know Anconetano. I know some slangs. I use slang sometimes when I talk to my friends. But it's more like the way you talk. So la cadenza that you use when you talk. Interesting. Dialects and, and, and history. My my city is right by the beach, and that used to be uh, a port or a harbor for during the Second World War. Right. And you can also, like right now, you can take the ferry to Croatia, to Greece, to Albania. You can, I'm right by the Adriatic Sea, so there are so many things you can actually do from Ancona. And we've got everything. You can fly out because we have the airport in Falconara. We have the train station. We have buses. You can actually move around pretty fast and easily if you live in Ancona. Interesting. So there's like this way you need a whole. I mean, you need to spend, as Laura mentioned, as you mentioned, you need to spend your whole time there yeah. to really get it too, right? Because you need a little bit of the seaside, a little bit of the Borghi, a little bit of the agriturismo experience. Um, it is really mm-hmm. important to visiting a place. Sometimes travelers will ask as a travel planner and say for Italy and just say, do you think that um, I need to visit the, tur- the, the touristic spots? And I am always the first one to say, of course you do. Even, I mean, in a place like La Marque, I usually say, you're not going to wait in the line anyway. Um, but I say, you, you need to go to as many cities as you can, not in a sense that you're rushing and rushing through place. Spend a week there, understand a little bit of the culture in all aspects and I think that's when you appreciate it the most, you know, because um, I'm sure even the food changes a little bit from place to place, right? From like the seaside to the borghi to the, oh gosh, Absolutely. I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for pranzo. So <laughs> I can't wait to go back. Seriously. It's so, it's been almost two years <laughs> because of the pandemic. All right. Are you planning this year or not so much? Uh, hopefully this summer. Great. But first stop is going to be agriturismo. Great. <laughs> I might meet you there. In the beach. No, Cassandra, have you been to Sirolo? No. Or Le Due Sorelle? Put it on your list. Literally writing it. All right. right. Great tips like, here. <laughs> Le Due Sorelle, it's a wonderful beach that you can only access via ferry. Ah. You can't walk there. Interesting. Okay. People, people sometimes go down the mountain, but it's so unsafe and so dangerous that that's not recommended. Okay. Some people still do that. I would not recommend. Boat sounds much better. It's like the <laughs> beaches here on the Amalfi Coast. You you want to, the 500 steps or the boat. Yeah. I think I'll take the boat. Yeah. And clear blue water, peace. You get the rocks, Sassolini. There's no sand. Oh, there's that, those no sand there. Those are no sand, okay. no. 
that's good to know. Because some beaches yeah. do have sand. I think I was in Senegal, and that was... Senegal, yeah, the northern you go, or southern, because the Riviera del Conero is mainly rocks. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Ooh, so much to see and do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had one last question, and that would be, you've given so many so many tips here already, but if you just had one piece of advice that you could give someone visiting Le Marque, what would that be? And then also for someone visiting New York City. I would say the advice would be similar for both. To people visiting Le Marque, I would say to get a taste of the whole region. So north to south to east to west. Same thing with New York City. So don't stay in Manhattan. Go visit the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and Staten Island if you want to get a 360 degrees experience. Yeah, that's a, that's perfect because it, it, every place is different. Yeah, and I can give one piece of advice. You know, both places are so big and so full of things to do and to learn and to visit. So that 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 would be mm-hmm. my best advice right now so don't focus on one thing but try to explore more than one place within the place yeah well um thank you for all those amazing tips and advice just wanted to say uh, thank you again for joining us on the podcast today it's been so much fun yeah, having you on and hearing about thank you so much uh, to hear to hear about uh how much you love New York City and everything that you're doing and also to share so much about La Marca. It's a region that is at the top of my list to explore in Italy. So I love all the tips. <laughs> yeah, loved all the tips you shared. So thank you again for being here. Um, if you want to find all about Chiara and her um, information on her companies, her brand, it's going to be in our show notes here Um, on the link to our podcast. It's also on our blog where you'll find all the information and places that we spoke about today um, as well as contact information um, for Chiara. So thank you so much again for being here. Grazie mille, Cassandra and Laura. Laura, actually. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for having me and thank you for everyone that stayed till the end. That means that you are... Uh, New York lover, Le Marche lover, or Rediscover Italy podcast lover. So don't be shy and um, reach out to say hi. And thank you to everyone for listening today. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Play so you won't miss any future episodes. You'll find all our listening options and more on our website, www.rediscoveritalypodcast.com, where you can also sign up for our newsletter and find links to our social media, where we hope you'll join us to share even more of the Italy we all love. And please do share the podcast with your friends and family and leave a review if you have a chance. We do love to hear from you. And uh, don't forget that we're still taking questions for future episodes. So just send us a message on social media or email them directly to rediscoveritalypodcast at gmail.com. Grazie and a presto. A presto. Ciao, grazie.